Hey guys, you're listening to Leaving a Legacy. You don't have to scoop to anyone. Right. Even it, your mom, you know, when she's <laughs> gonna pop eight, then you're gonna knock her out, man. So we're going. <laughs> we moved into the balls D portion of it. <laughs> There's some things you just can't buy in Vermont. Like, like Mex- Mexican ago. food, you can't buy Mexican food. <laughs> Welcome everybody to Leaving a Legacy. Jerry me here, joined by my good good friend Adrian, also known as Matt Matrixter. What's going on? How you doing, Jerry? Pretty good. I think I just squeaked on that, but we're gonna roll with it. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> I always thought people in Massachusetts didn't pronounce their R's, but I think you just missed the H and called me Matt Matrixter. <laughs> Matt Matrixter. It's not. Madam yeah. Madam Matt Matrixter. Yes. Yes. It is I, says me. It is I. And all who agree, I'm more than three, because we're weak. <laughs> I don't even remember what the fuck song that was. <laughs> it just fit perfectly, though, because I'm the third. <laughs> <laughs> so what's happening, buddy? <laughs> oh, not much. I'm super pumped. Just registered for SCG Worcester. Oh, you already registered? Oh, yeah. That's right around the corner. Maybe Get that, it's just me. I always, I always just plan on walking in and showing up at the judge's table and paying him there. Yeah, I just like the show up and play feature. The fact that I don't have to like get there early to sign up and then register a deck list and then like I've just had way too many mad dashes to tournaments where I'm just like, all right, make my deck list beforehand, uh, register beforehand, just show up and sit down and start talking and hang out with friends. Yeah, so much that, better. Well, that's what I try to do. I mean, I just I, I'll walk in with a deck list all written out, regi- you know, ready to go, and then. Um you know, I just walk up to the counter and pay him. And then, you know, show up at the players' meeting with no deck. That's how I like to roll. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's how, yeah. I just show up and fucking twiddle my fingers and scoop. <laughs> Actually, I suppose I could have done that. I could have just gone through the day, like, with no deck, just letting opponents win. And, like, fucking fucking up people's <laughs> records. Oh, that, that would have been awesome. <laughs> I don't think, I wonder, like, if I just showed up with no deck and, like, presented nothing, I wonder if an opponent was presenting an illegal deck. I wonder what they'd actually do for that. Would I get DQ'd? I don't even know. Uh, they would probably hand you 60 basic land. <laughs> that actually would have been good. Well, that would not have matched my deck list, though. I would have, like, presented an illegal deck list, right? I think that's what it is, is, like, if you present an illegal deck list, you can replace them the illegal <laughs> basic land. So then you, they okay. would make you like re-register a deck list of 60 lands. Alright, can they at least be islands so I have a chance? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you might even win a couple games off that. Everybody's playing around days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. He has seven islands and he hasn't cast a single spell yet. <laughs> yeah. And then what the hell was that other thing? I could have a fucking sideboard that's just one pack of cons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Open a back of cons. <laughs> uh, that would be too much. Mm. So, you're all fucking excited to go play? Yeah, had a pretty good run at that Z on Sunday. Uh, sleeved up, sneak and show. Deck felt real good. Yeah, you liked it? Oh, man. I, there were two games, two separate games where I mulled to four and still won. Okay. The deck is just super powerful. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a pretty good deck. How What's... um. Anything special in your build? 
Um, there are definitely some changes. So I shaved a Jace. I was running two Jaces, and I was also running a one of uh, Omni Show. Omniscience. Yeah, Omniscience. Um, didn't like a sideboard. Main deck. Really? Okay. Yeah, didn't really like those, so I went back to Gataxian Probes to help uh, um, dig through times. But my spice that really got me was uh, uh, I ran a one of Ashen Rider main. Yep. Because I sat down against uh, Brad, who was playing Miracles, and he, like, turn one, plays Caracas, and he looks all smug. So then I show and tell, and he's just like, oh, I'm just going to bounce it. He doesn't even realize I have a Caracas. And then I put an Ashen Rider and exile his Caracas. Yep. <laughs> and he was literally just, like, speechless with his jaw on the table. Hmm. That's so good. It was definitely, definitely worth it. And um, are you playing Spellpierce in it at all? Yeah, so the counter package is four Force of Will, two Spellpierce, two Flusterstorm. Okay. And then, uh, three Pyro, uh, Pyroblast in the sideboard. Yeah, I still love Flusterstorm. Yeah, Flusterstorm was awesome. <laughs> in fact, it came into play against uh, when uh, we played each other again. Yep. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that was pretty uh, I, fucking good, man. That yep, was pretty I good. Thought, you thought, so you, <laughs> I, Grafdigger's Cage, you have no way of getting Grizzlebrand in play because of the Grafdigger's Cage, but you just stored up enough uh, uh, Dark Rituals and other spells to just hardcast Tendrils of Agony like a traditional Storm deck. And then I look all smug and flusterstorm it, and then you're like, okay, pay it. I have six floating mana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and you managed to force a couple of copies. No, that was, that was actually really good. The surprising, that was a- the surprising thing was, and I don't know if you're going to do this at SCG or not, the surprising thing to me was the um, the Stronghold Gambit. Uh, you put in Ashen Rider, and I put in Grizzlebrand, because yep. there's only two in the deck I was playing, and I had one in hand. And, yep. uh as you exiled him, I drew 14 cards and didn't hit shit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Luckiest day of my life. <laughs> I, I really should have had so much more to do. Like, one dark ritual, I'd have been okay. I know, right? That, that was, uh, that was, that was, um, that was nothing less than beautiful variance. I mean, that was, that was awesome. I, man, that, that was awesome. I'm, I'm, yeah. okay, I'm okay with not drawing a dark ritual when I get the chance to draw 14 cards. I know. Right? <laughs> I, it's, it's, it's too bad, but it's definitely okay with me, you know? Yeah. So, as, as far as spice goes, the Ashen Rider main was spice, uh, and then I just added some spice to my sideboard, uh, Monastery Siege. Huh. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm actually, so I'm, for the SCG, I'm gonna let one of my buddies, uh, borrow Merfolk. Oh, nice. And I'm sticking yeah. Monastery Siege in it in replace of a standstill. Yeah, see, I'm replacing the uh, Leyline of Sanctities. I've never been a fan of it. <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah, you can't hardcast it. Like, you I hate hard. playing a Leyline you cannot hardcast. Like, I don't well, like you... the idea of forced to mulligan to it. Well, you can show and tell it. <laughs> <laughs> if you're doing that, you're doing things wrong. <laughs> um, so you got I Lotus have... Petals? <laughs> right, yeah. So, I mean, it serves the same purpose. It's there for the bug decks to protect against Thoughtseize and him to Torak. Um, and you can actually tr- cast it. And you can even do it turn one. If you really wanted to, you can uh, Soul Land and then Lotus Petal it into play turn one. I didn't even think about that. That actually gets around... No, no, it doesn't get around Liliana's discard. 
That's the one thing. It doesn't get around Liliana's discard. Um, you are still dead to a Liliana on board, but I also added uh, Pything Needles to my board because the only matches I lost on Sunday were to Miracles. Um, oh, so, man. Yeah. No, it's just... I know you're playing Lotus Petals, but really, fucking Null Rod, I think, is so much better. Uh, no, I, I... You're playing Soul Lands. You can still turn one fucking Null Rod. I know. It's... I kept... I debated long and hard about that. I really did. I'm just... I'm not sure. It's also good against Storm Decks. You know, Dredge can't crack LEDs. Storm can't crack LEDs. Lotus Petals are shut off. Anybody playing Mox Diamonds is done. Yeah, that's true. Maybe you can't, you can't equip... You can't even equip a Sword of Feast and Famine. Yeah, but the thing is, is you're not really a dog to the equipment-based decks anyways. Like, I want to play Stoneforge decks all day because they're so slow. Okay. Um, but, but they have enough counter magic to fight you in the meantime. They do, they do, but you, that's not really what you're afraid of. That's the thing is, their threats are so slow that even with their counter magic, you can just build up your hand again. Because Out of curiosity... And, and, I mean, I gotta assume you're playing Blood Moon. Yes, oh yeah. Alright, now, out of curiosity, would you even consider, I know it's, it's against the fucking grain, would you even consider, like, um, an underground sea, maybe a Badlands, and just also have access to Massacre for Death and Taxes? Cause Pyroclasm's not always enough. Um, the thing is, is it's not really the creatures you're afraid of. It's the, um, it's the Caracas. It's the Thalia. Well, Thalia's uh, a creature. It is a creature, but it's... It's Magnus the Corridor. It's fucking whatever that Aven Mind Sensor. This, there's just certain things in Death and Taxes yeah. that always piss me off when I'm playing fucking Sneak and Show, and every time I have Pyroclasm in hand, I would much rather have Massacre. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's true, but I, I just feel going off... Um, Going off color that bad is not worth it. Just for yeah. the fact that, like, I going that deep for mm-hmm. one deck, I think, is over meta gaming. Sure, sure. I mean, this. Uh, all right. So, what do you expect to see a lot of? Uh, definitely a lot of uh, bug delver. Definitely a lot of miracles. Um, probably a lot of combo. Lots of combo been happening lately. I think so. Uh, yeah. Did you see the last uh, SCG Invitational qualifier? No, let's discuss that a little. Yes. You got a link for me? Uh, I guess so. Or actually, did either one of us even pull up a link yet? <laughs> nope. nope. I still, I was, so I was talking to somebody over the weekend while we were down there about the blue-black Helmline shell, and I know Chris Cheehy was giving me, uh, he, 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 he's not a fan. He's, he, I think he called it a pile of junk or something, <laughs> but the, the deck is from 2011. Like, it's, it's before Grizzlebrand and Omniscience were printed. Well, I did you see uh my buddy Dan? He was running Pox with uh Leyline of the Void, Helm of Obedience sideboard. Did I see it? You kidding? He beat me with it. <laughs> and it's actually it's actually kinda of funny. You know, I didn't do <laughs> I I think I should have done worse than I did. Um Actually, all right, a little bit of both. I guess I think I should have done worse than I did, and I think I should have done better than I did. Uh if I remember right, he beat me in two games. Oh no, maybe it was three. Yeah, I might, I, I might have got him game one. Because we were talking about it later, and he said he, you just, like, ranched him game one. Okay, that's what it was, yeah. Because, you know, he's not playing Force of Will, and I'm playing Ten Fins. Right. Uh, game two, he landed Chains of Mephistopheles. Yeah, which, <laughs> you told me that. Which, the turn one, Chains of Mephistopheles. <laughs> it was either turn one or turn two, but, you know, as soon as I managed it, 
And I think I, like, brainstormed in the face of it and realized how stupid that was. <laughs> oh, you're not alone. I, I brainstormed, like, my opponent resolved uh, Spirit of the Labyrinth, and I'm like, oh, damn, I can't activate Grizzlebrand. All right, let's find an answer for this. Brainstorm. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I did that, but what I, what I actually was able to do, it was game two, he, he had chains down, and I, I managed to, like, shallow grave Grizzlebrand, and then... You know, I attacked for seven or whatever. I was trying to see. Now I had to read chains because you have to. And <laughs> I had to realize every separate draw was a separate draw. And, yeah. uh So I decided to just go for it. I'm just going to mill seven. Fuck it. And just turn it into a loot seven? Uh, Well, no, because um, at no point does a card actually stay in my hand afterwards. Oh, did you have an empty hand? Uh, Yeah. So I, oh, I basically yeah. mill seven. Yeah, if you have a if you have an empty hand, it's a mill seven. But if you have at least one card in hand, you can loot seven times. Yeah. So I I milled seven specifically hoping not to hit Emrakul. The only thing I wanted to do was get a Cabal Therapy in the graveyard so I could sack Grizzlebrand, flashback Cabal Therapy, and maybe hit another reanimation spell next turn. Right. Which is like <laughs> the not, hell fairy. That's, the that's hell not fairy. exactly how you plan on playing tin fins, though. <laughs> but no, man, it's so not. that that chains actually had me. Um, I did manage to get him to one life because I actually reanimated Grizzlebrand like the next turn, hit him for another seven milled seven <laughs> flashback Cabal Therapy again, like <laughs> or, or another Cabal Therapy anyway. It was it was yeah. it was highly interesting. It was that's highly insane. interesting playing that board state out. Um, and then like game three, God, he he just like. He had me in a wasteland life of the loam lock. Um, yeah, that's early. it's a brutal lock. You know what else was actually really cool? I played against Ara, and um, you know he's doing some bardment, and yep. I sat down and felt like I needed to apologize in advance. Uh, <laughs> I kept game one. I kept an opening seven that was uh, sketchy to say the least, yep. and I paid dearly for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so he beat me game one. He also beat me game two. I think he got me in two. And like the opening seven game one was like I had the I had a turn one, but I had no land. I had Dark Ritual, Entomb, Goriel's Vengeance, but like, and I know he can't stop me. I just need this Gataxian probe to hit a land. Uh, I Gataxian probe him. I see double thought sees, and I don't see a land for six turns. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that I, happens. I, I paid dearly. Like I could have mulled to four and been fine. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. Um, yeah, so that was uh, interesting. I, I played against you. The Ashen Rider with the Grizzlebrand activation on the stack was very interesting. Yep. <laughs> uh, you got me, because I didn't think you were going to have to... I, I didn't realize the rules interaction. That it goes uh, on the stack as a trigger? Yeah, because I was thinking the O-ring rule, like when you show and tell an O-ring in play as oh, well. Okay, yeah, you get the trigger on the stack, right, right. Right, um, but yeah, I... I Thanks, my lucky stars, <laughs> because then you you wrecked me game two. Yeah, uh, did I? Okay. Because I think I like. I'm still surprised I bricked on that. That was, that was I drew yeah. 14. That was awesome. Yeah, and then um, game game three, I multi. Oh yeah, that was one of the games where I multi four and uh, I still won because I multi like land, ponder, uh, uh, like. Uh, not for so like lands ponder something else than graft diggers cage. I'm like sure keep. <laughs> yeah, and I actually cited out all my graft diggers cage answers. 
Yeah. I realized that I'm like, shit, can I hard cast Grizzle Branch? Yep. <laughs> that was about my only hope. And that's why I was holding all the dark rituals when I stormed was I was just trying to see if I could hard cast Grizzle Branch. That's what I thought you were trying to do. You were trying to hard cast Grizzle Branch. Um, but yeah, so I beat you. I beat, uh, Maverick. It was like a, it was like a Maverick Death and Taxes mashup. Yeah. Um, it had all like the mana denial creatures of Maverick, but then he was also running green for, uh, Green Sun Zenith and Quasali Pride Mage. Okay. Uh, um, I, I got him good because he thought I was dead on board. Um, and then I just go land, Lotus Petal, Lotus Petal, sneak attack, Grizzle Brand, Emercool. No, ca- no cards left in hand. <laughs> Land, Lotus Petal, Lotus Petal, Sneak Attack? Oh, yeah. City of Traders? Yeah, yeah. I already had I already had a couple lands in play. How did you uh, throw out red to get Grizzlebrand and Emrakul? The Lotus Petals. How did you cast Sneak Attack? There was, uh, there was a Volcanic Guardian play. Oh, okay. Uh, so, all right. This, 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 was a, this was a few turns. I basically just emptied my... I went from having, like, two lands in play... To emptying my hand with the win on board. <laughs> yeah, you know what's cute and like niche case in case you happen to come across it are the times when you get to show and tell in a sneak attack and activate it. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that done before. That's pretty nice. Yeah, it's actually. I mean, it's that's kind of um, awkward. Uh, so much as like this. Yeah, this times where it's fucking valid and fun. Uh, you're not doing. You're not using through the breach at all, are you? Um, I have one through the breach in the sideboard. I just was really like, there's not too many matchups where I really want to board it in. It's basically for the Omni other, sh- yeah, exactly. It's for the show and tell mirrors. Yeah, it's it's fucking good against Omni Shell. And actually, I've, I've been. Uh, I, I was running the Stronghold Gambit as the cute answer as well. <laughs> Stronghold Gambit. <laughs> that was actually pretty cute. Yeah, it was pretty cute. Yep. Yep. Um, but definitely the deck's weakest matchup seems to be Miracles, because the counterbalance lock, while not as brutal as if I was playing a Delver deck that's all Mm one-drops, it is still brutal where if I don't already have the combo in hand, it's very hard to find the combo with the counterbalance lock in Sure, sure, it gets shits off a lot of the cantrips. Right, so I basically have to natural draw the combo. That's why I think I like Through the Breach. They're not really, yeah. There's not a lot of five drops that they're floating. Right, exactly, exactly. But also, it's just, um, it, especially the versions I played was uh, the Legends version. The Legends version of Miracles is really hard. I think uh, regular Miracles with uh, Entreat the Angels, not that bad. But the deck running, like, two Caracas, Vencers, and Vendillion Clicks is just really, really difficult. Because mm-hmm. you show and tell... And they can easily either click in response, or they can let the show and tell resolve and put a Caracas or a Vencer in play. And both of them deal with whatever you put in play. With Sneak and Show, yeah. Not so much with Omni Show. Right, yeah, yeah, with Sneak and Show. Mm-hmm. Um, but other just, than that, I felt the other matches were, you know, pretty easy. Like, just, the deck is so powerful. You know what I was actually surprised at? So this is, um, not so much a uh, lead way, but, uh, do you know what through the breach is actually buy listing for? Not not retailing. Like, <laughs> well, I suppose we could discuss retail too. But um, well, I just got a copy for ten bucks. So is it buy listing for ten bucks? <laughs> it's buy listing for seven. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Uh, wow, that's kind of strange. Hmm. And it was in Modern Masters, wasn't it? No. No, it wasn't. 
So no. it's only ever been printed in Kamigawa. As far as I can think of, yeah. Let's take a look. No, it's only yeah, only printed in Kamigawa. Yeah, Kamigawa is the only time it was ever been printed. Similar with Goryo's Vengeance. I mean, only printed once. Goryo's Vengeance isn't uh well, what the hell? Yeah, anyway, that doesn't fucking matter. So yeah, I I, I kind of like you know I've been thinking about doing like a mono red sneak attack with freaking um, through the breach, through the breach and blood moons. Yeah, and uh, obviously sneak attack. I also yeah. like uh, stronghold gambit. Yep, no, that works too. Because actually, I mean, what I've been thinking about doing with it is really also playing Fury of the Horde. Yeah, well, with the stronghold gambit, I like a black red build because badlands are super cheap. Yep. And you just run discard, strip all the creatures out of their hand, stronghold gambit. Yeah, I mean, as long as you have some sort of, I guess you, you crumble to a turn one deck, but that's the same with like fucking I don't know, I mean, show, that's the same with fucking Maverick. That's the same with any non-blue deck. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know what? That's that's why those decks exist because they beat the decks that uh, can turn one that or that uh, don't run force. <laughs> or even the turn one decks that just can't turn one. You don't always have a turn one in hand anyway. Uh, I would say Sneak and Show has one of the least consistent turn one of probably sure. any combo deck other than maybe Elves. Sure. Because um, even if you, when you do turn one, you're not winning on turn one. You're turn oneing in an Emrakul, which is, you know, pretty or much a as... Brand, yeah. Or a Grizzlebrand, which is pretty much uh, as good as a turn one, but if you're playing another turn one deck, then they can just turn one you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you get the chance to actually... I always think show-and-telling in Grizzlebrand is better. Oh, always. yes, because you can dig for the floor so well. Exactly. That's what I actually realized. Sneaking Joe is actually a pretty light counter deck. Yeah. So much of the deck is dedicated to the combo and finding the combo, you only have eight counter spells. Yep. Um, so it, playing the deck definitely makes me respect its weaknesses a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely does have that fear factor, though. It just, it's so intimidating knowing that at any moment they could put a Grizzlebrand or an Emrakul into play. Or an Ensnaring Bridge. You mean in response to it? Oh, oh, you mean, wait, what are you talking about? If you cast a show and tell, you mean they put something in? No, I'm saying, like, playing, playing the deck makes me realize the weaknesses before. It was just, like, such a intimidation factor knowing that the Sneak and Show player can put a scary monster into play oh, at, at any, any time at any moment yeah until you like a taxi and probe you see three grizzle brands and emrakul and that's it yeah like I, every, <laughs> every time every time i'm playing like i could audibly hear my opponent like let out their breath whenever i said go like as soon as i draw my heart my card right, they hold right. their breath yep. and they're holding their breath holding their breath hold their breath and i'm like okay land go and like <sighs> well that's i mean that's that's the thing about playing combo is that like your opponents fucking do that no matter like it happens when I'm, you know, playing ten fins. Sometimes mm-hmm. people are just like, "All right, go," and then they're like, oh, "Really? That's it?" <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. yeah, land exactly. go. <laughs> I'm fucking drawing like a dog. Yeah, or, or like, um, even even elves. You know, I cast a Quarian Ranger. Pass. They're like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, it's, sometimes it's just sometimes a combo deck is just not as intimidating as you think. Being across the table. Right. Right, and I, and I do miss. I, we were talking about it last week, and you, you know, you were saying that uh, you didn't like the fact that Shardless Bug only played a handful of counter spells. You know, they, they could only play Force of Will. Right. And um, while that's valid, that's the only thing you need to stop turn one. 
Like, as it's in your hand. Yeah, I'll I'll pitch a baleful strix for that and follow up with a thought seize. <laughs> like that's not the worst. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh speaking of turn one decks, it looks like the last legacy IQ Star City had was Combo City. So first place was Storm, third place was Reanimator, fourth place was Storm again, uh eighth place was Omnitel. And then uh, 16th place was another Omnitel. So lots of... Uh, oh, and also 15th place was Show and Tell. So quite a few combo decks in the top eight again. I just really think combo is well-placed in the uh, meta right now. You should either be playing combo, Miracles, or Bug Delver, I think are probably the three pillars of the format right now. Hmm. Combo Miracles or Bug Delver? Yeah. But that kind of seems... I don't know. Doesn't it just sort of seems natural, I guess? I mean, what else What else gets played that doesn't fall into those categories? Mid-range. Like what? Uh, Stoneforge decks. The only thing I can think of is 12 post. No, I mean, what about Esper Deathblade? Um, you know, there's yeah. obviously the other random decks yeah. like Mud and... Ah, uh, like Dredge and... Oh, man, I fucking... I, that was awesome with Jim taking it down with me and yeah. Dredge. That was yeah. fucking awesome. So um, there, there's plenty of other decks that... I just feel mid-range as a whole is has fallen off the map a little bit. Also, even just aggro. I was surprised to see Blue-Red Delver in the top eight because that hasn't top eighted in a while either. Like okay. the hype, the hyper-aggressive Delver decks, those ones have pretty much fallen off. Even Bug Delver isn't as popular as it used to be. There's a couple in, like, the top 16, but nothing in the top 8. trying to think Um, of how Bug Delver matches up against, um... against, uh, Shardless Shardless Bug. Um, I feel Bug Delver... I think they have an advantage with more counter spells. Yeah, they edge out... It's It really comes down to experience. I think a good Bug Delver player will beat a good Shardless Bug player, but... I think a bad Bug Delver player will lose to a bad Shardless Bug player, if that makes sense. Sure. I think, uh... Like, like knowing to counter what the Shardless Agent puts into play, not the Shardless Agent itself. Because I well, see... The, the thing with Shardless Bug is that what it's putting into play isn't phenomenal. It's mm-hmm. just value. It's right. always, like, you can counter the Baleful Strix if you want. Now I'm just, you're looking at the 2-2 that's on the ground. You know, you right. may want to wait and try to counter the Ancestral Visions, but then the Sylvan Library hits the field. Now the him to Torak hits. It's, 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 it's a strange deck. Like, everything is value on it. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, exactly. Are you think, still thinking about playing Charles Bug for SCG Worcester? Uh, I don't have the goifs. I, I I don't really know. I that. have goifs. I'm not running goif in show and tell. So. <laughs> you should. It's a good card. <laughs> it is a good card, but I don't think it fits in show and tell. <laughs> uh, let me see. So I've I've been debating. So, yeah, I'm kind of I've been debating what to do. Um, I'm tempted to actually uh, take a break from Legacy anyway. To take a break from Magic as a whole. Uh, Adrian, say it isn't so. Uh, I'm debating. I'm debating it. I'm re- I'm really uh, I'm really thinking heavily about it. Um, I have uh, I so so yeah. I have. I know I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm lending a deck to one of my friends uh, to play at SCG. Um, 
And uh, there's a couple decks I could play. Really, I just like playing Tinfins. Um, I don't know that I'd want to pay fifty to register Tinfins. Um, <laughs> like the 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 way I put it together now is super crazy. It's it's a blast. It's really just it's a complete like all in turn one. Um, the downside is like I die to spell pierce. I die to days. <laughs> Uh, or actually, not that I die, but it's it's a lot like Pomegranate's build. It, it uses Burning Wish. It's like Burning Reanimator. Um, but I was telling you about it before. It actually does four Grizzlebrands, four Lion's Eye Diamonds, and will turn one at four cards in a number of... Uh, there's a number of permutations I can just draw into and um, and just absolutely ranch people. Sounds to me like you should run that deck. Because <laughs> the way combo you is... You should run that deck, and you should take down the tournament. Um, it would actually just be even funny to, like, day two with it, you know? And, yeah. And, and the thing is, like, I don't expect it. Um, you know, like, most, uh, I don't even want to say most. When you see this deck, if if I don't win the dice roll and die to dice, <laughs> all right, like, that's, that, that's a possibility. You know, don't win the dice roll. Play against the Delver deck who does, like, a turn one Gitaxian probe and then decides whether they want to play Delver or hold up Spell Pierce Days. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> You're underestimating your greatest strength in that the fact that the people you're sitting down across from have no idea who you are and have no idea that you're the Tin Fins master. Uh, Whereas in the local meta, in the local meta, everyone knows who you are. Everyone knows you're always on Tin Fins, so they know which hands to keep. So I feel your win percentage would go up pretty significantly just on the fact that your opponents won't be playing against the Tin Fins deck. They'll be playing in the dark. Uh, let me, let me. Let me attempt to enlighten you, <laughs> my, my good man. And I, I, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not negating the validity of your point. All right. Uh, what I will say is that when you see somebody play a certain deck, the, there's certain things like uh, red. Now you notice the color red everywhere, right? <laughs> so yeah. Um, in preparation for GP New Jersey, mm-hmm. I went to a lot of different Grand Prix trials playing Tin Fins. Yep. Um, and like. Uh, did very well in a lot of places because people had, first off, never seen the deck. Yeah. Uh, and second off, uh, had no idea that, they, that that's what I was going to be, they would they'd be sitting across from me. And then even when, you know, somebody, you know, because, of course, you get into a smaller event and, well, what's he playing? Oh, well, the, he's doing this. I saw that. Uh, you know, he, he brought Grizzlebrand out turn one. So then the next day I sit across from there thinking he brought Grizzlebrand out turn one. It's Reanimator, which is slower. <laughs> so they think if they're playing against Reanimator, they, right. they, they might have a turn or two, and it just explodes out, and they're completely unprepared for what Tinfins actually does. Right. Um, so when you start to see something like that, you start to recognize, you'll remember the guy that played that deck. <laughs> now, so that was like Grand Prix Trials, going down to Grand Prix, New Jersey. Um, Which suddenly, was like six months ago. Yeah, suddenly I went to Die Hard Games Bunch Duels. Yeah. Right? Now I sleeved up blue red Delver just for, just because uh, bigger event whatever I'll just play this deck. So I and I, now I know I've mentioned it a couple of times. I don't play Delver. Yeah. I am not familiar with Delver decks. I really don't like Delver decks. I like seven sevens, not three twos. You know. <laughs> and um, so I played blue red Delver, and everybody I sat across from was like, "Wow, I was really expecting you to be on Tinfins." Like, suddenly they recognize, because <laughs> they saw me at, like, the Grand Prix Trials, and they know I play Tinfins. I played across, I, I sat across from a guy who was doing lands, 
who was actually a judge at one of the Grand Prix trials who had to read Pull from Eternity. I guess Because yeah. <laughs> somebody surgical Grizzlebrand, I guess, Pull from Eternity. They both had to look at it. Um, yeah. <laughs> which that card exists. What? Well, and for anybody, like I'm sure a lot of people have never heard of that card. So for one white instant, uh, take target face-up card that's removed from the game and place it in its owner's graveyard. So if somebody surgical extracts my Grizzlebrand for one white, I put it back in the grave. Uh, it's which, also a great way to hose food chain. <laughs> if that situation. Ever- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I guess I hadn't thought about that. That's actually pretty cute. Um, right up, I guess, till the death right time. But anyway, yeah. So I sat across from uh, Lawrence, who's a really cool guy, judge also. Um, he was playing lands, and he was expecting me to play Tin Fins because suddenly you recognize that. You'll be like, I don't see that deck off, and I remember this guy's face. Um, so, and I actually got lands that day playing Blood Moon. Um, but there were, like, a number of people just recognized me and expected to see me play in Ten Fins because that's my fucking favorite thing in the world to do. And, uh, so while I, while I, I don't invalidate your point, mm-hmm. I think more people at SCG would recognize me to play Ten Fins, um, than you would imagine. Okay. Not, not everybody, because of course I don't see every legacy player, you know, but I'm, like, even, uh, what the hell was his name? Uh, Keith Wrong? The yeah, yeah. Yep, Keith Wrong, yeah. Yeah, he, I, I'm sure if I sat down across from him, he would expect he should probably keep a force of will. Like, not yeah. knowing what I'm playing, just knowing the type of what I play. Yeah. Uh, that he, he may mulligan in, in advance to prepare for a combo deck. You know, like a lot of... If most people who know me, anyway, know that I like to play combo decks, whether it's Omni Show, Tin Fin, Sneak and Show, the only fair deck I actually enjoyed playing was Shardless Bug. And I think it's just because it felt more like a combo deck. Then play Shardless Bug. Yeah, I just don't have the... Uh... If you Holy... say you don't have the goifs, I will smack you. <laughs> I just don't have the goifs. You have the goifs. Uh, let me... Man. You have I... the goifs. Um, you have the power. Well, yeah, so I'm also I'm also thinking about selling off my collection. Um, either in whole or in part, and some of that's going to actually include, like, the underground seas, uh, the bayous, the tropical islands, the things that actually would be in Shardless Bug, uh, Force of Wills, Liliana, Jace. Man, that fucking deck was fun to play. <laughs> I think you're just letting some recent negative experiences, you know, color your perspective. I think if you do end up thinning out your collection or, God forbid, selling the whole collection, uh, you know, a week or a month down the line, you're going to regret it. And there's a good chance of that. There's a good chance of that. There's a good chance that it actually just rebuild the collection too. I'm about to I'm about to start reciting the ending of Casablanca to you. <laughs> well, there's a movie I've never seen. Do me uh, a favor, Jerry. Will you hold my hand and whisper sweet nothings in my ear at the same time? Yes, yes. <laughs> That's a romantic movie. Isn't Listen, it? Get, well, clearly you've never seen the ending because no. the ending is all about you know you may not regret it tomorrow, but you're gonna regret it, and then well, one day you're gonna wake up and it's gonna smack you in the face. And you know what? I mean, credit to fucking Josh, Josh Cicio. Mm. Uh, tangible, tangible validity on what he told me. I was I was selling my Tarmogoyfs. He's like, you're going to regret it. Don't do it. You're going to regret it. And yep. here, what am I saying? I want to play Shardless Bug, right? Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Um, I mean, it's okay to thin your collection out. You know, sometimes it's, okay, it's good to take chips off the table and cash out. But I wouldn't 
sell the cards that bring you enjoyment. Like, I wouldn't sell Tin Fins, and I wouldn't sell Shardless Bug, because you, those two decks are the decks that I always hear you saying how much fun you have playing, and it's one of the reasons why you play Legacy. Uh, yeah. I mean, Shardless Bug hasn't been the case in quite some time. Definitely Tin Fins. Um, you know, I may, uh, like, I'm thinking of selling off a lot of the decks that actually involve Dual Lands, and a lot <laughs> of the Dual Lands. Um, like I'm, I'll ch- I'm tempted to. I'll probably, like, even I, I kind of even just want to sell off elves. I don't like playing that deck. Um, okay, sell off elves then. I, I like I may keep Merfolk and Tinfins, and maybe fucking um, the Epic Storm, just because it's so close to Tinfins that it's just a few cards variants, mm-hmm. which. I guess doesn't really fucking make sense. I don't know. I don't know. So I'm like, I'm debating whether I want to sell it off whole or in part or like what I want to do. Because at the same time, um, as, as I, so when the hell did I start playing again? I started playing again in Innistrad. So what's that, like three years ago, four years ago? Yep. Is it really? Oh my God, I've been doing this for a fucking while now. That's some sad shit. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so like, I was gonna say three years ago was right around the corner. Yeah, but like, you know how much else I've done in three years? Have you Not been in space? Much. Not much. <laughs> you know how much I did before I started playing Magic again? <laughs> uh, four, five, six, seven. Let's. Oh, let, oh boy! I want to see if I can fucking show you something decent here, but. Um, <laughs> I have nothing decent to show you. I'm trying. I'm like. I think you are discounting and a grave disservice to all the people you have met in the community. Oh, I've met fucking some awesome people. I've also met some douchebags, but like I've met a fucking shitload of fucking awesome people. <laughs> Good. All right, this is my call to the listeners and the community to tell Adrian he's making a mistake and not to sell out. Oh, don't man, sell out, why Adrian. Do that? Why you don't. Do that? Don't sell out to the man. Well, no, I'll tell you. I'm gonna. Uh, so I'll share a couple of fucking things with you here, right now. Uh, okay, yeah. So I've met some fucking awesome people. Um, you know, I've had the chance to interact with some really fucking cool people that I would not have met if I wasn't playing Magic. Now, um, you know, locally and first off is like you, Josh, Nick, uh, Dan, um, James Keenan, Flip. Like, there's fucking tons of cool people that I've met, and. Um, then there's people that I fucking like interacted with that that I've never met that I wouldn't have interacted with if I wasn't playing Magic. You know, like this. So there's a shitload of fucking cool people. Oh, you know, and it kind of I hate to say it goes without saying because you probably should say it once in a while, right? Um, but so let me bring this up because we were talking about this earlier, and I know so. You know, a while ago, me and my son would play. You know, I'd take him to draft, we'd fucking hang out, we'd play. He doesn't like playing anymore. And it's probably because I, like, put an elf deck in front of him. <laughs> and he had to, like, try to figure out triggers and shit. Yeah. But, like, you know, me and my son, me and my stepson, we'd sit at the kitchen table, we'd play, like, high tide and elves and, like, do all sorts of crazy fucking shit. Yeah. And it was cool. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna share this little thing because I know there are, I do, it's funny because, I do acknowledge now, like, this, this is actually some people that listen to this, which is kind of surprising to still, um, you know, I, I, I ended up posting up two episodes real quick, fucking last night before going to bed, like, back to back from the past two weeks, because I've been behind on editing, like, I got, 
there's a lot of stuff that I got going on, and I'm not trying to fucking make a cop out on it, but um, I just I've been behind on editing. I posted up two episodes back to back that were like a week apart that we recorded. Yep. Chewie got a hold of me in about two minutes, and <laughs> he's like, "Are you just behind, or uh, like are you posting links, up, posting up episodes someplace else? Because like I could just post a link up and not go through the whole thing." And I'm like, "No, I'm really just behind." <laughs> and uh, but and, and um. And I'm like, really, post it up someplace else. Who else would have me? <laughs> but anyway, and this, and of course, yeah, you know, we got to meet Chewie down in New Jersey, and he's an awesome guy. I met a lot of cool people doing this hobby, you know. Um, but like, so me and my son would play for a while, and like, I know his mother noticed his grades going up a bit because like, his reading and his math kind of went up. I want to share this little story, and I hope he does. I don't, I don't think he's going to mind because he kind of put it on the internet. I hope it's all right, but. Um, so I, I, I know that there's people who listen, or I assume there's people who listen to this that are not part of the Facebook group, which is cool. And um, I just want to share this little thing. Crack me up that you guys talked about using magic as a learning tool. Both of my kids play, and I've played since they were five and eight. When my youngest son started playing, he knew the pictures and effects by listening to all of us. However, about halfway through his kindergarten years, teacher said he was having a hard time reading. So over Christmas break, I told him if he wanted to keep playing magic, he had to reach, read each card as he played it, rather than by memorization. By the end of Christmas break, he was reading everything, including all of Legacy Burn, which I'm sure would make Heavy Meta happy if he ever actually listened to this. But um, <laughs> his teacher called me in mid-January and said, while I appreciate that he, that he can read now, he does talk. Does he talk about anything else besides magic, <laughs> <laughs> or could, or could he read something else at home? I'm proud to say that he went on that spring and summer to win two standard FNMs playing Blue Red Aristocrats, and has his favorite phrase being "Turn dude sideways and bash face." <laughs> so, like, it's just uh, you know, that's awesome. Like, this is this has been this has been a cool hobby for me, and it's been a cool hobby for me to play with my son when he wanted to, you know. And it's it's really cool that this is. Um, and of course, you know, there's a lot of guys that play this game, and they may not all be at this point in life that I'm at because I'm old. But uh, one of the things that's really kind of cool, um, and this this is going to be stereotypical kind of discussion for a second, and you may not be able to appreciate this to a great level, Jerry. But um, one of the things that's uh, kind of sad about society is the negative role that fathers are associated with for so long. It, it's it's really um, disheartening. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, sometimes there's guys who actually take a fatherhood role to a, a different level. And, um, and that's, like, the inspiring stuff. And, like, magic is something that guys can do with their sons, guys can do with their daughters. And it's... Um, it changes... It's allowed to encourage uh, a change in that role. So, so while th- that may be a little more deep than like fucking anybody was expecting, mm-hmm. including myself, uh, <laughs> you probably yeah, you probably can't appreciate that. Um, you may not be able to appreciate that to a certain level, but at a certain point in time, when you're able to find something that you can do with your kids mm-hmm. that encourages them to do better. Uh, it could be good, uh, um, but anyway. So, wow, that was a fucking tangent. <laughs> <laughs> so, what the hell are we talking about? I think you just convince yourself that 
magic is an important part to your life and that uh, you are letting recent interactions and, you know, recent negative experiences throw a negative light on what something has been a very positive experience in your life, you know? Uh, I I just think you don't realize, you know, what effect you have on people in the community, you know, the the appreciation a lot of people have for, for what you do. And even though it may not be visible all the time, that doesn't mean it's not there. Uh, okay, I'm not exactly sure what I do, but okay. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I appreciate the kind words. Um, and I, I think, uh, you know, the thing is, this... Oh, there's a lot of fucking, there's a lot of cool people, you know, and it's, it's, I really, and, and there's people who come a distance, dude, like, it, it was so cool seeing Jim take shit with Dredge, that was, mm-hmm. that was, that was so awesome, um, you know, Jim's a wicked cool guy, and I don't get to see enough of Jim, um, and Ian's a fucking cool guy, you know, like, yeah, I mean, there's, and, let's see, I, yeah, there's just, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of people, it's one of the so one of the things that I always appreciated about Legacy, and this is just me, right? Um, I don't play standard. I have like fucking no interest in standard. <laughs> I, I understand you like your Esper Dragons, and that's cool. You know, some people have their thing. Oh and, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I personally haven't had um, I haven't had the financial interest to keep up with rotation. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I also. One of the things that's been interesting to me too, and 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 I, I don't, you know, my I'm not intending to like bash standard players or anything. Um, what I've found when I go to events that are usually standard based, there's the, a majority of the people um, want to play the best deck because it's the best deck this week, and like they chase that, and and there's no personal creation. I feel like there's a lack of personal creation. You know, sometimes I can come across cool standard players who, like, they built this deck, this is what they personally did with it, and it's not the 75 from this list, because this guy said this list is the best, so I'll just do that. Like, they, they actually put their own effort and energy into personal creation. You know what I mean? Right. And, like, that creativity... I think it's that creativity that I that I, I get inspired and drawn to, like the, like the proxy guy's work. Like he puts that creativity in, and it's I mean it could be awe inspiring when you start seeing some of the things he does. Um, and I I get um, I have this huge sense of respect for that, and I think that's why I kind of started gravitating towards legacy because I could start to do things that were off the beaten path, like play land tax with wheel of sun and moon and energy field and do crazy shit, and um, and I liked seeking that out with people. You know, I, I, I would I would seek out people who were doing things that were off the norm. Like, um, I still love seeing that Shardless Bant deck. You know, it's it, things that people have created that's off the beaten path and still gets uh, to be incredibly powerful and, like, something to be respected. Like, really, that deck, Angry Birds, was insane. Like, I don't even remember the guy that played it, but I remember that deck. Um, right. His creativity inspired something in me that said that's that was his personal take on something. I could respect both what he, what I saw, what he did. Even though he crushed me, I have to try to figure out how to deal with that. Um, and when, when I stopped seeing the personal creativities... Um, 
I just start to wonder what I'm doing with my time. Well, I think, you know, what you're saying is what happens to a lot of people. And my answer is when something becomes stale, mm-hmm. you take a step back. You take a breather, but yeah. you don't burn the bridge as you're crossing it. Sure. I, I think, you know, if you want to take a break, take a step back, you know, that's cool. We all do that sometimes. You know, I you could even say I did that during the winter when I just didn't have this much time and ability to play Legacy. But, but that you're still doing it moto, right? Yeah, but that doesn't also necessarily mean I'm about to, like, sell my collection. No, but, I mean, at the same time... Um, I mean, I think if you have a glut of cards that you're not using, like you said, like elves, that you don't really play, you don't really have a need for it, and, you know, you want to free up the capital to, you know, get into some other ventures, then, yeah, go ahead and do that. But I definitely think you should do that in steps and not do anything drastic. Hmm. Yeah, I appreciate what you're saying. And, 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 and I respect what you're saying. And, uh, and I certainly... I... You, you have great validity in, in, in your, um, I don't even know if I want to call it an argument, but in your, in your, in the case that you make. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my, my thoughts are, like, okay, so if I want to play Legacy sometime, maybe I just sit down and play Legacy sometime. You know, maybe I don't have to play Sneak and Show, or I don't have to play, um, I'm trying to think of another deck that's extremely fucking expensive, <laughs> like Shardless Bug, or I don't have to sit down and play. Or you uh, don't even have to miracles. go every week. Don't don't go to Legacy like every yeah. single week. Take oh, but I I really like it. I mean, I that's, then that's why are goes. you selling out? <laughs> it's it's no logic. Because, no, you know what it is. I don't do things lightly. I don't do things a little. Like like. I, I, I go, I play Legacy on Sunday, I really like it, and then, like, I spend all week building a deck, doing a podcast, editing a cast, sometimes when I get the time, and, like, you know, every other thing I do, I've always been, like, a all-or-nothing kind of guy, and, like, the thing, so so part of what I've been thinking about right now, I've been talking to this, uh, I've been trying to talk to somebody, see if it'll be, like, a financial planner. One thing he was mentioned is, like, the Sunday paper comes out, pick it up and look up uh, housing auctions, and and, like... Instead, uh, that's not what I, like, I end up from, like, I wake up, I get ready from noon to seven, I'm in a gaming store. And, and it's, it's okay, I mean, it, it is what it is, it's, it pisses off some people who love me, because <laughs> they don't see me. Um, and sometimes I get to hang out with really cool people, like, you know, so when I started playing again too, there was, um, at night there was a legacy event and I'd be able to go hang out with Dan and Aaron and um and I get to, yeah I get to meet some really cool fucking people anyway so it's it's just been something that I'm thinking about I'm not convinced to like sell off the collection and fucking well, but I'm I'm just it's it's an idea that I'm flirting with and I am thinking like even if I sell it off it I may still want to keep Merfolk and Tinfins and probably Lantax like Part of what I'm thinking is, like, the cards that have hit a fucking, what could be a ceiling, I might as well get rid of. Um, not because I think it would be easy to reacquire them, mm-hmm. just because I don't need Underground Seas to play Merfolk. You know, I, I don't need fucking, I don't need Sneak Attack Show and Tells to play Merfolk, that's for sure. Um, some cards, with part of it also... With Modern Masters, 
um, makes me curious. Like, so, I mean, legacy is like, of course, you get financial aspects, right? I mean, right. that's just that's part of playing the fucking format. Modern Masters makes me um, apprehensive only. And, you know, we were joking about it, you know, print Legacy Masters. And there's no reason that they couldn't. You know, and, and I don't think that they will or any of that. But um, it's... I've seen Chronicles go by. <laughs> like, and that's not exactly what... I have too much... I have too much fucking cardboard right now to watch it. You know, like like Merfolk is a cheap deck. Um, I can play Legacy with Merfolk. There's certain things with like my land tax deck. Um, there is no demand on the buy list for that deck. I might as well keep it and play it. It's not like I need the money. Right. You know, I just uh, I need the time. <laughs> what I would say then is the th- I don't see them ever doing a Legacy Masters. It would be a huge, huge shock if that ever changed. So your greatest advantage of being a Legacy player is that your cards do hold value. And if anything, they you know increase in value slowly over time. So I would just say, put your stuff in a box. Put it on the top shelf in the back of a closet, you know, somewhere in your house. And six months down the line, you know, reevaluate it. And that's that's a very good point. That's um, I would actually go so far as to say that's probably the best suggestion. Um, Now let me let me let me ask you a question though. You said you don't see them doing Legacy Masters, right? No, I I mean that that would be I would be extremely shocked if that ever happened. So let me ask you, who is they? Wizards of the Coast. Okay, I could say I don't see Wizards of the Coast doing Legacy Masters either. However, what about Hasbro? I would only see I would only see Legacy Masters being pulling out when Wizards of the Coast needs to jump the shark. When magic sales are going down, they're just not attracting a new player base and they've just run out of tricks to pull out. Then I see them bringing back, you know, legacy vintage masters as like a last hurrah. But I definitely think we would have oh. warning signs of that way, way before. And I don't think we're anywhere close to that because every set that comes out is outselling the set that comes before. That's why, sure. I, that's why I don't see them doing a legacy or vintage masters because they plain don't need to. They don't need, they're going to keep that ace in the hole, in the hole for as long as possible because that is their nuclear, nuclear option. That is what they, <laughs> that is what they pull out when they have a spot, you know, used up every other last resort. And they frankly, they don't need to right now. <laughs> they yeah. have plenty of other ponies in the race. Yeah, I, I, that's definitely some, that's a good point too. And, and you know, I'm not, my, my thing isn't like, the world is ending. Legacy Masters is getting printed. It's just um, how invested do I want to be with um, continuous sets promoted to reprints? How long do I want to hold on to these cards? And of course, you know, dual lands. I don't have to worry about that. Right. You know, um, there's certain cards I don't have to worry about that. Even with you know the judge promo, uh, judge promo show and tells and sneak attacks, I don't need to worry about that. The judge promo force will you obviously don't need to worry about that. Right. <laughs> That's the thing is like even even when they reprint these cards, it's not like the originals lose value. <laughs> it just creates a secondary, more expensive version of what they reprinted. 
Yeah, yeah. And and there's certain things where, like, and, you know, it's not a joke. Um, well, I mean, I guess it was always, initially it was kind of put as, like, a play on words, but I'll st- I still say it now. When I started learning magic years ago, it was because my older brother taught me. And one of the things he used to say kind of half-heartedly was always vest- always invest in real estate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, like, um, and that when I started playing magic again, that's the first thing I did. I'm like, well... And let me get some underground seas and volcanic islands and like let me get some dual lands and let me get some city of traders um you know and i I was getting ancient tombs and like all these different lands uh meta vaults meta vault got reprinted they're both in the shitter uh as far as like what they were when I bought them which is which is fine because it's one of those things where like I can sell all my cards and even if I keep the lands, what are they at five years from now? chances right. are fucking more yeah. you know and and Maybe not dual lands. Maybe maybe legacy just becomes modern. You know, maybe everybody just navigates to that. Which is, I can't, I can't justify playing a format that's devoted to reprints. It, 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 I, it doesn't. Yeah, well, I mean, doesn't you, seem right. Even look at modern. It's like modern is a format devoted to reprints, and it's just as expensive as legacy. You know, they print, they do reprints, and it drives the price of cards up. I can't say it's just as expensive as legacy. I mean, just because the mana base, the you know the mana base is a lot cheaper, but pretty much everything else is you know what you'd expect to pay for legacy cards. You know, Tarmogoyf is one for one. If you compare something like um, I don't know, bef- well, like, Tarmogoyf, Noble Hierarch, maybe, but you don't see. I don't think you uh, see the number Splinter of Iona. Twin. Yeah, well, Splinter but, Twins. Well, like, Splinter Twins, what twenty bucks? Uh, well, how much was how much was it before? Let's okay. take care. All right, sure. Well, even even I'm trying to think of something that's not being reprinted. Uh, what's what is? I don't even know a good modern deck. Black white tokens, maybe. Yeah, I don't really know one either. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, so let's not go on a, on a long thing that we don't actually know about. But like, sure, dark confidence the same price as it is in, in um, you know, legacy to modern. That's you know, some of those cards are going to be the same, but some of them are just modern playable. You know, like the you know, picture the cards that are different between Legacy and Modern, and I really have no interest in playing Modern. Um, so Splinter Twin's like twenty five bucks right now. Right. All right. So Splinter Twin is pr- I'm gonna guess one of the best decks in Modern. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. All right. So Splinter Twin and Splinter Twin, the card is twenty five bucks. What's the best card in fucking? What's the best deck in Legacy? Or I'm I mean, trying to think of worms. yeah, that is uh, that is okay. Well, what's let's say one one of the best decks in Legacy? Okay, compared to miracles, the, yeah, one of the best decks in Legacy is miracles. Twenty five bucks is is the cost of top. Okay, actually no, I think top is actually more than that, isn't it? Yeah, but anyway, more than that. But uh, like entreat the angels, counter. Well, yeah, in, yeah. Well, entreat the angels, I would equate to like pestermite. <laughs> you know, like I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I mean, you, okay, one's you get, a rare, one's an uncommon. So you get Tundra, right? Now the difference is that you you get these expensive cards in Legacy that don't like Tundra in Miracles. Um, no, well, discounting lands. When you take lands out of the equation, I'm talking about the actual like meat of the format. The cards. Sure, Force of Will. We'll say Force of Will. Okay. All right. So modern. Uh, unless Serum Visions is worth more than fucking Splinter Twin, uh, you know I'm gonna guess like the expensive cards in that deck are probably twenty to twenty five bucks. Yeah, well I mean look at cards like Reman. That's a twenty dollar uncommon. Okay, sure, good example. All right, so but there's still seventy five cards. Each card is maybe twenty bucks, but the whole format is devoted to reprinting those cards. Mm-hmm, right. I, I can't get behind that. Whereas like Legacy, 
the cards are much more expensive, but they're not reprinting. Yeah. You know, and like that's that feels more stable to play. It has, and it, it and it's obviously proved itself because, you know, when I was some of the cards when I was getting them, they were cheaper, and they've in like the short period of time I've been playing, they some of them have gone fucking st- uh, well stupid. You know, like I mean not yeah. stupid, but all right. I think here's an example, and like you can acknowledge this right now. Um, when I was getting ancient tombs. They were like eight bucks. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like it, it sounds freaking silly, but that wasn't that long ago that I was getting them for eight bucks. I can't see, and and I don't want to get into a like debate between modern standard and legacy and stuff. But you know, whenever I see standard players, like man, legacy's so expensive. But I watch them sell a five hundred dollar deck for like a hundred bucks three yeah. months later, and I'm like, that doesn't. How can legacy be expensive? You know, it's just at this point. You know, I like I like seeing the creativity, and I think I like being more creative. Also, I think that's also part of it. I like to do more creative things, and like when I default back to playing Sneak and Show, um, and I'm not knocking Sneak and Show. It's just when I default back to not using my own creativity, um, I find less enjoyment. Yeah, you know, like I'm I'm okay losing when I'm playing like land tax. Like, right. I kind of expect to lose when I'm playing land decks, but I also expect to catch a lot of people off guard completely. Right, right. Anyway, so, so it's not, uh, it's just something I've been debating, and it's, it's, I'm, I'm not looking to be convinced one way or the other, but I think, I think, uh, I mean, you've definitely had, brought up some good, some good points to think about, you know, and especially where it's not, um, you know, like right now, it's, it's not that I need the money. Like, this, I'm looking at, I'm looking at purchasing a house, and um, it would be nice to free up the capital and be able to do that. And uh, but at the same time, if it's not needed, um, the shelf someplace may not be. It's not the worst option to think about. Put it on the shelf and let it collect dividends. At least some of it. At least some of it. There's certain things I'm trying to think of, like. Like, the things that I have that are now buy listing for more than I bought them for, <laughs> I feel like I should just be okay to let them go. Right. You know, like, there's a certain time where you just, uh, what's what's the terminology you use? Uh, realize your gains? Oh, yeah, realize your gains. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a certain point where I'm thinking, like, that's probably some of what I should be doing. But the, at the same time, um, you know, land tax is a perfect example. I fucking love playing land tax. Uh, it wouldn't buy list for what I bought it for. I don't need to sell it right now. Like, why should I? Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, this, this, if if that's a deck that I like to play sometimes, fuck it, break it out and play it. You know. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I'm gonna use this community. Send Adrian your love. Tell him why you think he shouldn't quit Legacy. <laughs> <laughs> or tell me you really just don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think um, you'll have many takers on that. <laughs> uh. Anyway, it's um, yeah. This but there's been. I'm trying to think of like, there's been some really freaking cool people that I've actually gotten to. I I don't even want to stand here fucking naming them all off. Like, I'm I'm trying to think of what's the coolest. Actually, you know what one of the coolest experiences was too, just even going down to the Grand Prix trial with Josh. Like there was, you know, I like I, I see him, but I don't really, you know, I don't know him. Um, you know, the way some of the other guys know him, but I actually got the chance to actually get to know people as individuals, you know? Right, right. I always appreciate that. I always appreciate that. Like, um, 
Anyway, anyway, so I don't want to get all nostalgic and shit. <laughs> um, I, and I, if I can, uh, maybe I'll take you up on it if I can. Um, borrow my goyfs. If I can put the rest of the deck together, I may take you up on that. I'm I do, begging you to borrow my goyfs. Well, what else do you need? I'm pro- I can probably put it together for you. Uh, what else do I need? I don't think anything. I, I actually haven't looked at it in a while. I mean, I have... I can't think of anything I'm missing besides Goyfs. Like, I have Deathrite Shamans. I have all the fucking Baleful Strix, Shardless Agents, Ancestral Visions, Jaces. Um, Basically, the, I, the only thing I wouldn't have for you is Force of Wills. Yeah, I have Force of Wills. Yeah, so I literally have, I have everything wastelands. else. <laughs> I have Wastelands. I have, like, <laughs> I have Sylvan Library. I have. I could actually play Top if I wanted to. I have Abrupt Decays. I think, I think the only... I might only have one bayou, which usually for fucking bug, that's perfectly fine. Right. Because you're, you're playing fucking tropical islands and underground seas anyway, and you really want access to brainstorm. So it's not uh, the bayou is just um, to make sure I'm not shut off of a color. That's right. Like, right. The bayou's fucking perfectly legit. Um, yeah, I have all the fetches. Like I said, I I think. I think I sold. Well, I sold the. I know why I sold the goyfs. I sold the goyfs because they were, were buy listing for more than I fucking bought them for. <laughs> and I just I can't see a creature holding a price higher than a legacy land. I'm still freaking amazed that it's stayed where it's been. Yeah, dude. That's and it, it's it's weird because whenever I whenever I play modern, it's one of those freaking things where like I'm not intimidated by a tarmogoyf, but that's because I'm playing a combo deck that is much faster. I should just be killing people quicker. Right, right. <laughs> I just, but it's I play, still a good card. Oh, I play these. I play these inconsistent, explosive combo decks in whatever format I'm sitting down at. And the only, I think it was just that Shardless Bug felt so much like a combo deck, and it was just so fair and controlled. I mean, the thing that was actually funny about it because I'll play Surgical Extraction. And wasn't it? Was it me and you? Me and you had a really interesting conversation about Surgical Extraction over the weekend, didn't we? What was that last week? Uh, over the weekend with Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, Dan uh, brought up a really good point with Surgical Extractions, how a lot of people will shortcut their fetch lands. And he's one of the few people who was like, uh, no, I have responses. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because they'll fetch, uh, they'll fetch like their tropical island. And then the second fetch is on the stack, he'll waste the tropical island and then Surgical Extraction it. Right, right. And I, I do that shit with Marfolk. And so, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've, but like, I'll play Surgical Extraction and Shardless Bug, which is strange because you sometimes would be afraid of cascading into it. Mm-hmm. But in all reality, when I, whenever I've done Shardless Bug, I've never had to worry about cascading into like between the brainstorms, the ponders, the, the Sylvan Library. Um, I've never had to worry about cascading into a fucking Surgical Extraction. But at the same time. When you catch somebody who's like, and you know, I've had it happen a couple of times playing Shardless Bug, where you play against Twelve Post, and and you like wasteland the Cloud Post and then surgical it out of the deck. Oh yeah, they are so far behind, and like <laughs> just because, and and you know, when you catch somebody who actually like entombs Dark Depths or gambles Dark Depths away with fucking Life from the Loam, mm-hmm. you just surgical that out of the deck, and they're kind of bumming. You know, yeah. it's, surgicals, it's 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 interesting. It's funny playing it in a Shardless Bug deck. Um, but sometimes, in some matchups with that deck, I did find it to be like Force of Will five and six in certain matchups. <laughs> <laughs> like a nice reanimator, I gotta really do this. Yeah. But it's um, yeah, that's it's 
anyway. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe if I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I've been I've been goldfishing this deck and trying to see if it's actually something I just want to sit down and explode out on fucking. But I, shadowless bug might not be a bad idea if I throw the rest of the deck together. Um, personally, between me and you. Another quick pause. Um, I might throw. I might actually try to throw Shardless Bug together and and borrow your goifs, um with a promise that if anything actually happens to your goifs, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you eight hundred bucks cash. <laughs> okay, if that if that makes you comfortable enough to borrow my goifs, I will gladly accept that. <laughs> <offer>. <laughs> I have no reason to reject that offer. <laughs> um. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, that's, I, I, I may see if it's, um, if I actually get the rest of the deck sleeved up and together, I might actually borrow your goifs if, uh, if you'd let me. And yeah. then, um, and I think I could probably actually comfortably sit down and play Shardless Bug. Yeah. I know you're a man of your word, and if anything were to happen to him, you know, you would, you would get me back. So that was never, that was never my concern. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't like, I mean, even, you know, Celso offered to loan me his LEDs one night for something, and I really... No, I know that... I've never been comfortable... Yeah, I've never been comfortable with that. I I know the feeling, like, being on the line for something, but at the same time, I also know that, you know, I'm a good person, you're a good person. If anything were to happen, you know, you're not going to skip town. (laughs) Hey, what makes you think I'm a good person? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my... I like to think you're a good person. (laughs) All right, Jerry, just for the hell of it here, uh, I'm going to read these off to you, all right? Okay. All right, uh, Bayou. Yep. Lion's Eye Diamond. Mm-hmm. Cabal Therapy. Yep. Th- Thought Seas. Mm-hmm. Grizzle Brand. Okay. Shallow Grave. Yep. Burning Wish. Okay. Got a hand. <laughs> Just wanted to read those to you. Yeah. So like, you know, turn one Bayou Thought Seas. Uh, yeah. Draw another Grizzle Brand. Turn two Cabal Therapy. Lion's Eye Diamond. Uh. Uh, all right, and Tomb really doesn't do me much good. Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> you need a reanimation spell. <laughs> I just need a ponder. <laughs> Fuck! I'll take a ponder into a reanimation spell. Yep. With Grizzlebrand and LED in hand—that's fucking awesome. But yeah, it's it's um, I probably could have mulled better. Like I, it's it's this has been so freaking whacked. I've been doing some like personal testing on mm-hmm. how many how many turn ones do I have at four cards? What about five? What about six? What about seven? You know what I mean? Right. Just to see. So like the uh, four cards, Lion's Eye Diamond, Lotus Petal, Lotus Petal, Dark Ritual. Uh, Underground Sea, Entomb, I wish and Lotus a, Petal. I wish there was a better flashback reanimation spell than... Uh, On Burial Rites? Yeah, or even like... Um, what's the Dredge one? The Sack Three Creatures? Oh, Dread Return. Dread Return, yeah. Huh. Because uh, I, I saw there was a cute black-red reanimator deck running Young Pyromancer and Dread Return. <laughs> oh, man, that's fucking... Yeah, yeah, I saw that's, that was sweet. Where, where the fuck was that? Um, was, it, that was that the deck you were building with Dag Faden, the reanimator deck? It was based off, so that definitely had it. I think it was the Caleb Derwald, like, black-red. It was the black-red, um, like, sneak and show... Uh, so stronghold it was like, gambit. <laughs> yeah, it was like sneak attack, uh, through the breed stronghold gambit, uh, and then like 
four reanimate, four entomb with Grizzlebrands and Young Pyromancers because sometimes you just uh, reanimate the Young Pyromancer for value. Oh. Wow, yeah, okay. You're only paying too late for him. Right. Wow, no shit. <laughs> and then I was running like a... Uh, because what you could also do is if you already had the Grizzlebrand in your graveyard, you can just entomb the Dread Return. Uh, by that time, you can sack the... You have a token off the Young Pyromancer, the Young Pyromancer itself. You only needed one other token in play off something else to Dread Return the uh, Grizzlebrand back into play. Okay. Wow, that's... Yeah, that sounds... uh Man, that sounds interesting. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a cute way to play Dread Return. Yeah. Huh. And is it... Did you say it was dredging anything? It wasn't dredging anything. No, it doesn't dredge. But you just entomb the Dread Return. Entomb the Dread Return and then flashback Dread Return from your graveyard by sacking creatures. Yeah, I don't even know if I'd entomb the Dread Return. Like, you could really get away with just... Um, I mean, I got to imagine you're playing. Oh Pegasus, yeah, I mean, you, right? you, yeah, you don't have to, but it's it's available no, no, no. to you. <laughs> oh sure, I mean it's available. To, like because it ran yeah. like it ran like one copy of Dread Return. Oh, okay, wow, yeah, I'd be curious to see that. Like I could picture Faithless Looting, you know, doing like Faithless Looting, Gamble, Dread Return, um, Entomb, yeah. and like all of those, you know, Faithless Looting. Uh, with a young pyromancer, nets a token, Gataxian probe, nets a token, and entomb, nets a token, sack three, and then just reanimate what you entombed. Yeah, and then if you really wanted to get cutesy, you could include blood gas. Uh, sure, I was actually thinking just Elishnorn makes big tokens all of a sudden. Yeah, that too. <laughs> That's actually not terrible. Yeah. Wow. Huh. I'd, yeah, I'd be curious to see that list sometime. Yeah. Um... And then anyway. if, if you wanted to make it uh, black, red, white, you could include Lingering Souls to better do the uh, Dread Return. Black, red, white. Oh, okay, yeah, Lingering Souls. Okay, yeah, I could see that. Huh. Wow. I, man, I really wish I spent more time doing stuff with Academy Ruins and Engineered Explosives. Yeah, that deck is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Play Cloud Knot. <laughs> Play Cloud Knot? Oh, oh, is that okay? Yeah, you were doing it in that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Because also, you like, could Academy of Ruins the Dreadnought on top of your library for Cloudform. I just, I, I miss seeing Josh. Like, I, I miss seeing his oh, skill level. He's gonna be back in July. Hold yeah. out for one more month. He's yeah, back I'm, in July because that's the thing I was talking to Nate about too. Is that Josh is kind of the ringleader of that group. So you know, Nick and Jay and Dan and all those guys don't really show up because Josh was the one who was pulling them all together. Okay. And I bet as soon as Josh comes back, they'll be back too. Yeah, well, I, you know, the thing was, like, I got to learn a lot watching Josh's skill set. Like, the first... <laughs> and that's kind of why I've been wanting to do stuff with Academy Ruins and Engineered Explosives. When I saw him cast it for seven paying two color, I'm like, oh, man, is that freaking mint. Yeah. Like, there's just... I, there's... Um, you know, it's actually kind of funny, too, because I don't know if... Well, of course, you probably you didn't notice this... Somehow, you know, when SCG was in Worcester, mm-hmm. um, at one point Josh was on coverage, and I just, I, I, I must have been at home, so maybe he was in Top 8 or whatever it was. Um, I was at home, he was doing Legacy on coverage, and Cedric was uh, said something on uh, to the effect of, um, 
you know, Judge Josh Sissio, who has quite the legacy pedigree. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and, you know, I acknowledge, like, you know, Josh is, he's gotta be, what, 26, I think? You know, him, him and Nick and all of them, they're somewhere around that age? I, I think and they're I, like 28. Okay, and I know he's been playing, you know, they've been playing Legacy since they were 12. Right. So, so like, that's more than half their life they've been fucking screwed around with mind sculptors and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> like, they, they have, yep. they, they have a world of experience, and, you know, I, I know the other guy, uh, also has a vast amount of experience that I know he moved and I didn't really play against him too often, but he showed up a couple of times and obviously knew his shit was Warren. Yeah, uh, yeah, Warren. Warren's a real good player. Yeah, he's uh, he's a highly invested individual. Also, like <laughs> I yeah. remember, he was breaking out the like the pewter scry life counters. When oh I was, like, yeah, just playing with him and I'm like, all right, this guy is like. Heavily into this format, like and so these are people who like I learn a lot from, and I guess I'm just I'm not seeing them, but they also, you know, they they have the knowledge, mm-hmm. um, and they they have the, uh, like I guess mankind used to say for any wrestling fan out there, they have that testicular fortitude to yes. develop their own their own uh, um, their own board state. You know, whatever that board, whatever they want that board state to be, they'll develop the deck that makes that board state. Whether it's, um, you know, uh, I I swear I saw that shardless bant do frickin' thopter foundry sword of the meek with a gayest cradle. Right. Like, <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty powerful. <laughs> you know, like but these guys show me how to get away with that shit. Yeah, exactly. So, and that's one of the things I've always enjoyed is that high creativity. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well. Should we? Start? Yeah, you want to get? Let's get into top eights. Yeah, let's top eight it. All right. Uh, so shit, episode thirty-two. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Jerry, who do you want to scoop in the top eight? Um, well, I'm going to scoop you in the top eight, Adrian, because I think I think you've been down lately, and I think you need to be brought up. So I think you need a good top eight finish to uh, <laughs> to show you the light. <laughs> You're a good man, Jerry. <laughs> Uh, who else is scooping in the top eight? I ain't uh, that fucking important. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> well, I also liked um, you know the story you told earlier. Uh, I'm just gonna say his first name because we don't know if he, he wants it to be shared as publicly. But Dave shared that on the uh, the Facebook group, and I just thought that was an awesome story. So yeah. sc- scooping Dave in too. Yeah, yeah. This is fucking cool ass people. Um, all right. Any anyone else you want to scoop in the top eight? Um. Uh, oh. Uh. Everyone at Clark University, I just had the uh, the big four-year college reunion. Don't know why we did four-year big, but we did. <laughs> so I had a good time that weekend. So everyone at Clark. Okay. What about you, Adrian? Who you want to scoop in? Uh, oh, man. All right, this is going to... Sounds like it's going to be some name dropping, but I want to fucking scoop in some of the really fucking cool people that I've um, had the chance to interact with while uh, kind of pursuing this hobby so and um you know i I'll, i've been listening to podcasts for a while now you know um when i started playing magic again i'd go to work and i'd listen to podcasts and stuff and uh i want to uh, scoop in a topic some of the cool people that i fucking met who whose casts i've listened to and had the chance to interact with so like um jonathan medina frankie richard uh, kyt and scotty mack like four that come to mind because those are the cast that like I listen to and people that I have had the chance to meet anyway 
or interact with at some degree. Um, and personally, more locally, definitely. Um, David DeFilippo. You know, uh, I, got, I, I met this guy, Flip, a while ago when I started playing. And um, just a really fucking cool... He's been a really cool, down-to-earth uh, you know, friend to talk to. Um, and a lot of cool people that... A lot of cool people that I've... Uh, had the wonderful chance to roll dice and draw seven with, you know. But sometimes fourteen and twenty-one and twenty-eight. <laughs> well, then it then it kind of feels bad. Like I mean, some, there there are some people who I just really, really sincerely apologize when I sit down across the table from them because I'm, I'm playing this deck and it's it comes down to a dice roll, but it may or may not be fun for one of us. Yeah, you know, it may not be fun for me, <laughs> and it may not be fun for them. Um, but there's some. Uh, I re- you know I remember when I started playing Legacy again too. Well, when I started playing again anyway, and I just gravitated right to Legacy. I went to this. Um, this is this is so freaking cool because it's the amount you learn as you play as time goes on. You know, like of course a lot of these cards didn't exist when I used to play. Um, I used to play Merfolk when I was a kid, but like Fallen Empires was the most recent set. So when I started playing Legacy, and I'm at this event one night, and I'm watching these guys play. One guy attacks another guy, and he's like, right before damage, and he taps an Aether Vial and puts in a Lord of Atlantis. And I, like, went in the other room. I'm like, holy shit, you can actually do that? (laughs) (laughs) And everybody just kind of looked at me like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, this format's awesome. I'm like, this this things that you just don't expect. And, like, of course, once you realize it, you can realize it. But, like, as you learn, like, as I've learned different interactions in this this format, um, it's, it's... Giving me more tools to work with and creativity, and I just uh, I, I appreciate that, and I appreciate all the people who have kind of showed me different things um, that are possible, like Shallow Grave and <laughs> Emrakul's trigger on the stack, <laughs> like crazy right. ass shit, crazy ass shit that like doesn't um, even even you know. Um, when I was playing Omni Show and somebody puts an Oblivion Ring, they're like, all right, well, on the stack, Cunning Wish, Trickbind. I'm like, cut this shit. Like, this just awesome. There's awesome things with creativity and stack interactions in this format. And uh, I can I can see why uh, CJ, CJ mentioned a lot of judges are actually computer programmers. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so th- there's, there's been a chance to interact with a whole lot of fucking cool people that I just wouldn't have met if I wasn't playing Magic. And, um, and, uh, yeah, don't know where things go from here, but um, you know, hopefully we'll figure out a way for a, a cast to keep going anyway. Because uh, this has really been this has really been a cool experience. Because even while we're not playing Magic, Jerry, I've actually had the chance to pick up uh, some of the ed- image editing software and audio software. Yes, yeah, you know, I've been picking up different skill sets along the way because I don't do things lightly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is sometimes a deficit. Yeah. All right. But anyway, uh, Anyways, hear that, people. Give Adrian some love. Let him know. Let him know what you've uh, what he's meant to you. Uh, that's uh, that sounds like a tall order. <laughs> I don't think I've meant much to many, but it's 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 actually, you know, I think it's I think it's pretty cool that we've had the chance to even share a couple of deck lists uh, from people. I, I really uh, I really like being able to see that four colored Delver deck. You know, there's just been some really cool shit. Anyway, um, with that said, we should probably uh, 
Yeah, we should close this out and let everybody get back to their, hopefully, Monday or early. I don't know. You think I should re- release this before the SUG event? Um, or just wait till Monday and try to... I can't even say, like, release it on Monday like normal, because I ain't been fucking normal in, like, three months now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I say release it when you release it. All right, we'll see what happens with it. But it, hopefully we'll just let everybody get back to their normally scheduled programming. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right, we'll talk to everybody later, and, uh... Yes, yes, yes. It is I, says it is me. I, says it is me. I, says and all who agree all are more than three, because they're weak. Yes. Yo, I'm in the house now, for sure. Because I want to talk about the hearts of men. Who knows what evil lurks within them. But let's take a travel down the blind side. And see what we find down this path. Called, called, straight on death row. Call me Francis M.H. White and Jake like toast. Toe iron. What's told in shootouts? Stay low and keep firing. Keep extra clicks for extra shit. Who's next to flip on that cat with that grip on rap? The most shady. Sticky baby. Ain't no telling where I may be. They see me in D.C. at Howard Homecoming with my man Capone coming fucking something. You should know my steelo. Went from 10 G's for blow to 30 G's a show to all G's with O's I've never seen before. So, Jesus, get off the notorious. Clean up before I squeeze and bust. If the beat between us, we can settle it. Get the chrome and metal shit. I make it hot like a kettle kit. You're delicate. You better get two cents you. You still pedal shit. I got more rides than great adventure. The door waving the 4-4. Hold your hurt with Papa Doe, hit me no more. Kick in the door waving the 4-4. Hold your hurt with Papa Doe, hit me no more. Kick in the door waving the 4-4. Hold your hurt with Papa Doe, hit me no more. Kick in the door waving the 4-4. Hold your hurt with Papa Doe, hit me no more. On your mark, get set when I spark your wet. Look how dark it get when you mark for death. Should I start your breath or should I let you die? In fear you start to cry, ask why? Lyrically, I'm worth it. Don't front the word sick. You cursed it, but rehearsed it. I jump unexpectedly like bird shit. You heard skit. Stuck quickly for royalties and show money. Don't forget the publishing. I punish them. I come with them, son. I'm surprised you run with them. I think they got coming. Cause they nothing but this. Trying to blow up like nitro and dynamite sticks. Man, I smoke hydro, rock diamonds that sick. Got paid off my food. Rock with my own clip, take trips to Cairo, lay in with your bitch. I know you playing you with switch, fucking frick when I see that I'm a kick in the door, waving the 4-4. Hold your hood with Papa Doe, hit me no more. Kick in the door, waving the 4-4. Hold your hood with Papa Doe, hit me no more.